Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. Yes. So, um, it's, uh, it's, it's time to start talking about things to do with the world of burger. Yes, welcome to my world. Oh, just yours. I'm just part of that, am I? Welcome to our world. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, um... I would like to say anything going on with you this week, but I feel like uh, you got it all out of your system in last week's episode. I know. I'm very sorry for being a bit ranty. I did sort of come out a bit ranty. I mean, at the time when we recorded it, I thought it was a bit ranty, but then I didn't, not in a bad way. Not like, (laughs) oh, she goes on. But like, um, I thought it was a bit ranty and it didn't really have like any sort of... um, I don't know. Yeah, Weirdly, when we do these podcasts, I always think about... um, do you say episodes or do you say podcasts? Episodes. If I'm doing a podcast. It's one, po- It's the whole thing is a podcast. Yeah, I, I just used the word. I'm not even right, sure. it doesn't matter. I'm not even sure what it means. But That's anyway, um, I always think about it like when I was like, and obviously like because of my like newly found, ah, newly found kind of like I always know like the ADHD thing with me. It, I was thinking about when I used to write essays or like when I was in uni and you used to have to write like, uh, I used to write like a dissertation and that kind of thing. Um. You have to, you're supposed to remember the points, you know, like how essays have like a question and oh, it's yeah. the question at the start. And you have and to make sure you keep answering the question instead of going I, off. I write like the way I talk. So like all my essays, like I would go like so far away from the original topic that I'd forget what the essay was about. And there'd yeah. be times where I'm writing it and I'd just be thinking like, what is this? And like there's been some times on the episodes we've done where I'm talking and I think, what am I talking about? Like, there's been sometimes, like, you, anyone listening to this wouldn't know, but there's been sometimes on episodes where we've had to stop, <laughs> wind back, and then re-record over it, because I, at some point, was just talking and talking, and then I'm like, wait, what? Wait. I know, and I feel really bad, because I start laughing. Yeah. And you, I feel like that's when you know, because, I, like, you never hear it on the podcast, but I just start laughing, and then you're like, what? What's wrong? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So yeah, when I was at college and university and school, all my essays you were like that. They're like the same way I talk. So I forget what the topic is about. And every time I got the feedback, it was just like you didn't really answer the question or you, you struggled to stay on topic and some of the stuff you talked about was irrelevant and not in it. And then I'd read it back, but then obviously I can't read it. So like I'd I try and read it and just be like, I can't follow this. So I don't even know where, what he's talking about because I couldn't read my own stuff back to understand it anyway. That's what I feel like sometimes happens with the podcast and like last week, because I think we were supposed to do the episode on uh, some of the cons of having Asperger's, but it it didn't really go that way. Uh, There have been some episodes where I've said the topic this week is, and then we've done the topic and it's not that at all. It's been something else. And then I thought, oh, can I still call it that? Because that's not what it is. And yeah, last week I felt a little bit like, what is the point of this? And I think... There were parts of it where you were just expressing like how you were feeling it last week and it was to do with things that happened with you. And I was like desperately trying to like <laughs> move it back to the topic of the uh, of the episode. But it turns out that a lot of people liked the style of it. Like everyone liked your I mean, people referred to it as your rant. And we've had a few <laughs> comments on the Facebook page about how they agreed with you on the rant and everyone said that they were like usually well not everyone but a few people were like we're usually team Nikki but this time we were team Scarlett and I think that's because I was like trying to like anyway so (laughs) 
getting back on topic, like, uh, and that kind of thing. Like, I didn't understand, but I realised that it, it didn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, that was just something I uh, realised about last week. It's all the way through it, and sometimes when we do episodes, I think, like, oh, no, what's the topic? What are we talking about? Uh, and we're, like, moving away from it to something else. But then, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't scripted. We don't practice it. There's no, like, rehearsal of the episode. So, uh I figure it doesn't matter. Like somebody wrote a review on our on I think the iTunes or yeah the iTunes or the Apple Podcasts or whatever that app's called that you get the podcasts on, uh, and there one of the reviews about it was just they put that it was like mad burger ramblings and they loved it. <laughs> so like I guess it doesn't really uh, doesn't really matter. But yeah, anyway, um, what's uh, what's new and what's what's going on with you? Uh, nothing new. No, oh. nothing new. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> What's for... new with you? Um, new with me. Oh, I got a letter. I got a letter from my therapist, my sensory therapist, about the newly installed um, LED lights at work. Yeah. Uh, you've read it. I haven't read it. Uh, I've got to give that in still. I did take it to work with me. But it's one of those things where I've got to give it in, and it says that some changes, well, reasonable adjustments need to be made. And I, because I already have loads of like reasonable adjustments put in place at work. Like I have a yellow screen on my laptop that I use. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got the noise cancelling headphones. Uh, I don't work at the weekends. Uh, my new boss has given me the same shift pattern every day. Like I'm on a rotor, so really my shift should move around. And mine are like the same and have yeah. been the same for like a month now, which is massively helpful. I do feel like handing this letter in now is, uh, you know. Shaky. Well, it's, it's, it's like another thing. It's another thing that I'm I'm doing. Like another thing I've done this week as well is, uh, and it's a weird one. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that I know that in the NT world, it's it's a bit of a sensitive, bit of an uncomfortable like thing to talk about. But there's a couple of people that I work with that because it's summer and because it's warm, <laughs> They they don't smell great, like, and they don't, like, and they haven't for, like, a week and a half, and I've tried to just get through it, and I've tried to just ignore it and think it's fine, but for me, like, smell is is one of those things that I'm really, like, hypersensitive to. Um, you've noticed, like, if, like, there's something, there's a smell in the flat, like, I get, like, weird about it, and I'm starting to try and figure out where the smell is coming from, and I'm constantly sniffing it, and there's sometimes yeah. I can smell something and you can't smell it at all. Uh, and I'm a bit like that. Like when I when I smell something that I know is is a bad smell, especially, I start trying to figure out where it's coming from or what it is. Um, and if I can't work it out, it becomes like a massive distraction. Example of this: the other day I was leaving for work, and I could smell a fire. Um, I could smell like burning. Okay. I walked outside the front door of the flat. I could smell burning coming from outside. Um, but I couldn't work out where it was coming from. I was trying to, I went outside the front of the building, I went around the back, I tried to have a look. Couldn't smell it. I couldn't see anything that was burning. And when I can't figure out what it is, I start thinking like something's on fire. What if it's my flat? What if I go to work now and I come back after, um, do you mean like the eight hours I'm away and my flat's burnt down? Right. Just because I didn't locate that burning smell before I left. Even though I couldn't smell it inside my flat, and it was clearly coming from somewhere that was a distance away from my flat outside because it was a faint smell of burning and I could smell it coming from outside somewhere. It didn't matter. Like, I thought the flat was going to burn down. And anyway, so there's there's a couple of guys at work that have a bad smell. Um, 
they're wafting it around constantly because it's, <laughs> it's 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 a place where you can't stand, you don't stand still you walk around a lot so there's always like a it disappears it comes back it disappears it comes back and even though I know what it is bad smells are like one of the things that pull my concentration like I uh, I find it hard to focus like I can be like typing something or looking at something. And then I get a bad smell and I immediately stop what I'm doing and start looking at where the smell's coming from. Even if I know, I have to look at them and be like, it's you, you're that smell. Um, and it keeps happening over and over again and it, it has a problem because it it like distracts me too much um, and I need it to go away so I can carry on doing it. So, And the trouble is, is I'm on the spectrum. Um, me as a person, especially... The way I word stuff is not always, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Diplomatic, I suppose, the way I say things to people. So in the past when I've had this, I have worked in other places where somebody had a body odour thing. And it it was usually in the summer, uh, because especially at the moment, because it's getting quite hot. And the way I word it, I know it's a sensitive thing and I know it can be embarrassing for the people you tell it, but I don't do it in a way that's... I tend to do it in public, loudly, yeah. in front of everyone. And it's mainly out of frustration, you know. I do think I should just take him to one side and say it, but then I think, oh, I can't. So what happens is I just ignore it and ignore it and ignore it, and it goes on for days, weeks, and then eventually it gets to the point where I can't take it anymore and I just blurt it out loudly in front of everyone. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to, you know... Well, I thought you were diplomatic, though, because didn't you send an email? I have. I have on this occasion, I've decided to get on the, the early thing of this, but that's only from like past examples, you know, like yeah. if I hadn't have done what I've done in the past, I wouldn't be doing this now. But in the past I've done it and it's really like, I've then been the one that got into trouble because of the way I did it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, that's, that's a, just a weird burger thing for me. And I know that NT people don't like that kind of thing either, but for me, it's, it's one of the things that is, uh, Similar to my Asperger's is I think my sense of smell is bizarre um, in the same way everybody else. Everybody else can just sort of... Because I know everybody else is picking up on the same thing I'm picking up. But everybody's okay and just gets on with the day with it. And I kind of look at everybody else and just think, how is this not annoying everybody else? You know, I see everybody else just behaving normally. I'm just like, is it me? Am I just overreacting to this now? Yeah. 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 Just as a as a side note. Good. Good. What? Nothing. Why are you being this way? What do you mean? This, the the mocking face. I wasn't mocking, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mock. The tone, I'm... the laugh, but you think I shouldn't talk about it? No, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that it's See been... what I mean, you're doing it Dog... wrong. <laughs> so. Yeah. This week. Yeah. We are talking about. Oh, what are we talking about? I don't know, you explain. Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about... Um, knowing you're on the spectrum so this is before anybody suggested autism to you before you knew what the word asperger's was uh any of that i'm talking about like it's kind of like a knowing uh you know uh not like a sixth sense or whatever but those of you that are on the spectrum diagnosed or not those of you that are still trying to decide if you're autistic or not so you're at your really early stages um I spoke to Scarlett about this before we did the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like everybody has, you just know you are. Even if you don't know what 
the name is. So even if you don't know that it's autism because you've never had that suggested, or even if you've never heard of Asperger's, I feel like everybody that has been diagnosed or is awaiting diagnosis or doesn't want a diagnosis because they know they are and they don't need someone to tell them. I wanted to do this episode on the feeling that you know that you're different to everybody else around you. Like you just have a feeling you get it really young, like, pretty much as long as I've been able to make memories I think I felt different to everybody else and I know I'm different to everybody else um and it's a weird thing that I've spoke to other people who are on the spectrum and we've spoke to people in private messages on our Facebook page and there's people that post in our group and it's a common thing that everybody that's on the spectrum you just know and it's hard to explain and I feel like The main thing that makes you realize that you are on the spectrum is once you start to interact with other people, that's where I think, well, for me anyway, it begins where you know you're different. You feel like you're normal and you feel like what you're doing is completely natural. I mean, which it is, but I mean, like in the context of this, in comparison to everybody else, um, until during that time when your parents and school throw you in with other children you start seeing them doing stuff and seeing them interact and you know what drives them and the goals they want and the things they want and that kind of thing and you see it and you compare it to yourself and like their emotional range to certain situations and you're not the same and uh yeah that's it's where you realize that you are different um and for me I always thought it was like a weird uh, suppression thing. I always thought that I was the same as them, but for some reason I was like those people that have experienced a massive trauma, do you know what I mean, like at the start of their lives, and then that makes them uh, suppress their emotions and suppress their feelings, and they, they're not dead inside, but, you know. Um, it kind of, for me, feels like the same way the serial killers start, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, that's how I felt like was wrong, was different about me is that my emotional range was different. Like I'd, I'd see people at school, um, you know, like get upset about stuff, you know, cry about like relatives that had died, pets that had died, or they'd get really happy about, I don't know, like a football team winning or if they like do you know what I mean, did really well at something at school, you know, yeah. or um, trying to think of like other stuff, got a new pair of like trainers, you know, they'd, they'd be like obvious things that you see people do and they react in a way that's uniform. You see everybody else around you react the same way to the same thing, like the same stimulus causes the same reaction from everybody. So then when those things happen to me, I'd be like, um, not like that. Yeah. And I couldn't even fake it. Um, if anything, I'd be the opposite. Like, I guess as a, I'm kind of like just sort of blurting out various examples here, but, um, for example, you know, like when someone pays someone else a compliment yeah, and you pay them a compliment and they're like, thank you, you know, like nice hair. Oh, thank you. I've just had it done, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, with me, people would pay me a compliment and I'd just be like, no, no, no. Like, it's not that like you're mistaken. Um, it's, it's nothing. It's no big, whatever. Like, just let's not talk about it. Move on. Yeah. Um, and it, it's things like that. Like you just, 
you notice that you are different um, and you notice it because everybody's the same. And you just initially the first couple of people you meet, you just think they're weird. They behave this way. But then after a bit, you know, after like your 30th, 40th encounter with someone that behaves the same way as everybody else, you then start thinking, well, why don't I do that? Why am I different? Um, Why am I somebody that behaves this way? Um, And I feel like everybody that's on the spectrum, uh, you have this, you know this, uh, you know straight away that you are not the same as everybody else. And you're put in the same situations as everybody else and everybody else seems to behave like exactly the same every time. And then for you, you go through the same thing and it's completely different. And it's not just only in this situation. And that's it. It's like, it's literally everything. Everything seems to be different for you, no matter what. Um, And that's like a good indicator that you are. I mean, obviously I didn't really think anything of it until they gave it a name and then I got diagnosed. But I would say from as long as I can remember, I've always known that I was unique to everybody else uh, and that I was different. I'm not saying that NT people aren't unique, but I would say there's an obvious difference between yeah. the two of us, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. We want to... Yeah. Um, so I I guess we're, I always thought I was a bit different, but I think what I always thought was just that I was a bit weird in comparison on like, you know, like not in a mean way, but people would throw like pass around. I'd hear like adults sort of use phrases like oddball. Right. Um. So I think like things that stuck out for me that I remember were different to other people were like, um, when I was at school, I think I definitely preferred being in lessons to like playtime, like lunch break or uh, you get like two breaks, don't you, when you're in primary school or I did. So like, I much preferred being in lessons to going on break because break time was something that I didn't like at all. That was my least favorite thing because that was, I guess, like the social time and I didn't that's not something that I particularly enjoyed being in like a playground with children running around and things like that. I preferred being sat at my desk and learning. Yeah. So I think that was, I guess, one of the obvious ones. Um, and I remember when when we did have playtime, there, there was like hula hoops. So I used to just hula hoop on my own. And I that was kind of what I did. I didn't really enjoy playing with people. So I would hula hoop. But then I got... I guess good at it if you, I mean I could hula hoop and then people would start to watch and then I'd get annoyed because I wouldn't want anyone around me it was my like solitary thing that I could do on my own mm. and because it looked like I was doing something it wasn't like I was just sat on my own being awkward I suppose yeah um so I didn't really I think I guess that made me feel different I think one of the bigger things for me was the never wanting or needing other people which I think made me stand out because I didn't have a desire to have friends I had no oh I want to go around this person's house for a play date or whatever it's called Mm. or and sleepovers I didn't like that and I didn't I like I was in a relationship when I was younger but I didn't have the didn't really have like a girlfriend or a boyfriend for a long time so I think that 
in a way made me stand out sort of in older years because I think when you're younger obviously it's a big focus on friends and having friends and doing stuff with friends which I didn't really have and then obviously you get to like a, a stage in your teenage years where it's all about being in a relationship and that wasn't something that I was fussed about either I was very much just happy being solitary yeah um so I think that was probably the biggest standout thing for me but also like you said with emotions like I feel like a lot of the time it would come across as I was being mean if I said what was in my head because there's this expectation to uh, kind of what, what you were talking about earlier with if someone smells instead of saying they smell you've got to do it in a diplomatic way and I didn't have that for a bit when I was younger and it would come across as being mean and it it's something that I learned not to do because I was told not to do it but it never really made sense whenever I did say something um (laughs) I actually now I can just think of examples of things that I get come across as mean and I didn't really understand why for example at one point I was in trouble I had been bowling I think when I, I was I was quite young I'd been bowling with some people and I'd got into trouble somehow so I think my dad came to pick me up. I think he might have cut me, like, cut the bowling game short by picking me up. Right. I can't actually remember, like, the specifics of it. But I do remember in the car, my dad saying, and now you've missed out on your bowling game because of this, or something to that effect. To which I responded, and I didn't even think anything of it. It just came out of my mouth with, well, it doesn't really matter that I missed the bowling game because it was your money that paid for it anyway. Which I now, I see what I said is wrong. But at the time, I didn't mean it to be that. I just genuinely thought, but you spent money on the bowling game. So now, like, you're the one that you've really spited yourself. Yeah, um, weirdly, uh, like, in my diagnosis report, there's a similar, like, thing in there about something I did. Um, My dog died and it was like a family dog that we'd had for years and it had died of like old age and it had been there a long time and you know I liked the dog um and then the dog died and apparently my brother got upset about it as did the family but the first thing I said was we probably shouldn't have wasted money on that new dog bed for him then that was like my first like reaction to it and uh when my mom was interviewed by the therapist um because they did an interview because they wanted to find out what I was like as a child that seems to be one of the things that my mom recalled. So, you know, it was one of those standout moments that said that I was a bit different to everybody yeah. else. But yeah, yeah, anyway. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Like, so, but basically, what was the truth was I didn't care about missing out on the bowling game because that was something that was a sociable event that I didn't actually care for. So I had no problem missing out on the bowling game. Uh, I just felt like they had wasted their, their money on because obviously I I wasn't earning my own money at this point, so it was their money. Uh, but obviously that came across as really rude, and then I got in loads of trouble for saying it, and like told it was mean. And I did I genuinely at the time of saying it hadn't thought that it was me being rude. It was only like afterwards when they explained to me why it was rude that I went, oh, right, okay. And I feel like there's a lot of instances like that, like when you're younger, if someone says, oh play with this person and then you go over to them, They you start playing with them and then go, I don't like you, you know, because that's a fact. I might just not like this person for whatever reason, but then you can't say that. 
So I think that was a thing that stood out for me, like this learning to not be mean, even though I wasn't deliberately being mean. It's just I would say what was in my head and then apparently like I'd get in trouble for saying what I thought was just a fact. Yeah, you were just... Yeah, it wasn't... I mean, this is the... Um, the I get that all the time. Like It still happens to me now where I'll say stuff to people and um, because the NT way is... Sometimes you say stuff and there has to be a reason you've said it. Whereas for me, I am just stating facts. I'm not saying it because I want to be horrible. I'm not saying it because I want to be nice. I'm not saying it because I've got any sort of agenda as to my reason of pointing something out. I just say stuff because it is what it is. Uh, There's been times in the past where I've told people I've worked with that they're just not very good at their job. And it's not because I want to upset them it's not because i want them to get fired it's nothing it's not even like i'm telling them because i want them to improve um it's because it's it's just naturally the conversation i'm having with them has gone that way and they've asked me my opinion and the part of me that says well don't tell them that because no one wants to hear that i just say it yeah and then they think why have you got to be horrible and i just think you asked me a question and they're just like, yeah, but why have you got to be mean about it? And I was like, I'm not being mean. I, I'm stating a fact. You're just not very good at this. I was yeah. just like, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can do this. Um, don't take it personally, you know? And I don't I don't see the point. I mean, that's got more as I've got... I think when I was younger, I never used to do that kind of stuff because for me, um, it's, it's different. Like, I... Obviously, it's been mentioned, like, a lot in these episodes that I mask and I mask... Probably more than I think any burger I've come across. I would say like I'm the worst for it. Uh, my needs yeah. and ability to blend in are like I'm really good at it, but I really don't want to do it either. It's bizarre, but I have to do it. Um, and I think my reason for it is for some reason at some point while I was growing up, I knew I was different and I knew that I was completely different to everybody else that I met with. I realized that my drives were different to them. I realized that like the things I wanted to do and the things I was interested in and how I wanted to spend my time were not the same as everybody else. And the things everybody else wanted to fill their time with were things for some reason I hated. So when we finished school and my friends wanted to meet up at the park to play football, I used to think, I can't think of anything worse than that. That is... Of, I would rather, like, do you know what I mean, struggle at a thousand-piece jigsaw for <laughs> three hours than go do that. Um, or, like, if my mom or my dad was like, you should go around their house, you know, and I'd be like, oh, go around their house. But all my stuff's here. Why would I yeah. go to there? Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to come home, do my own thing, be on my own. I'd spent all day mingling with these people that when I came home from school, I just wanted to do nothing but... But you can't just do that, especially as a child where you don't really have much say in what you do with your time. It's dictated to by parents, teachers, that kind of thing. So you have to go do stuff you don't want to do, which would make me at the time angry because, you know, as I've said, like my the only emotion I'm really able to express is is anger towards things. Um, I use it for a lot of stuff. There's been times where me and you've had a conversation and my response to it shouldn't have been anger and I should have shown a different emotion, but it's the only one I've got. Like, yeah. I mean, I've got like one tool in the box and it happens to be a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, it's it's just one of those things. And 
as a kid, I didn't want to do it, but I equally saw the emotions people had. I saw people be happy. I saw people get excited. And I thought, I want that. So I just figured if I did the same things they did, eventually I'd understand and I'd get it, which is, I think, one of the reasons I started masking. I've also mentioned that one of the reasons I started masking was because my autistic behaviours were the ones that always got me held back after school or sent to the headmaster's office or... Uh, grounded at home or you know what I mean like that kind of thing so yeah. I knew I had to get rid of them because they were bad because they seemed to always get me into trouble um but then equally I saw people having like a whole different range of emotions and I thought oh they, they seem kind of cool I could do with them so I just started doing what they were doing to try and do it so sometimes I'd be like I don't want to go play football um after school but I thought but I'll go because maybe if I do it enough times I'll get what they get from it. And then you start, I just started becoming more and more like them. Yeah. Because that's what I thought I had to do to be them. I figured eventually I would be NT. Not at the time I was thinking I want to be NT. I just thought that I would stop being the way I was and I'd be the way they were. Um, but it never happened. I just built up this like fake personality and became like a, it's like an act. I just became like this weird NT um impersonator um but then inside i'd still feel massively different we do stuff and i'd just be like i'm not into this this is rubbish do you know what i mean like we'd go around i'd watch football games do you know what I mean? like england would be playing the world cup and everybody would be really into it and i'd be like trying to pretend like i could even understand what's going on <laughs> do you know what i mean like i'd pick a i'd basically i'd pick a player that i liked the look of so i'd find a player that i liked the look of remember his number and his name and then just follow him around the pitch <laughs> um and then that's it every time he did something i'd be like oh ah, and do the noises but then everybody else i just thought i can't follow everybody this is ridiculous how many of these people are here um yeah i've seen you watch football it's yeah i focus <laughs> on i focus on one person um because obviously it makes sense as a burger i, I can't do the whole group thing the group the team sports in general don't make any <laughs> sense to me like i understand one people stuff and i've always preferred solitary stuff single things uh when i did play football in school i always made sure i was in goal because when you're in goal you are on your own yeah so i preferred that um and it's the same at school like i'd see people do stuff you know like when i did get into relationships with people they had things they wanted from the relationship i didn't it's just it's one of those things that you know that you're different like i said it's only now that I've been diagnosed and I understand what I am and I understand how it works, that I would say I've stopped doing certain things. It's it's hard to not do it because a lot of my masking and a lot of my like pretending to be NT is is built into my routine and behavior now that some stuff I'll just never shake. I'll just always do it no matter what, even though I know I'm doing it and sometimes I get myself irritated with doing it. But now there's times where I will just say things. And like I said, telling someone they're not good at their job it's something I will do now because I know that it's just the way I am. Whereas in the past, if somebody asked me a question that I thought, what are they asking? Or why are they asking it? I'd say it differently. Now I just say it as a matter of fact. Back then I'd say it in a way that I try and add a spin to it. So it sounds odd, but when I was younger, if I was to tell someone they were bad at something, I would then add a mean comment after it. Because that's what NT people are expecting. <laughs> because they don't understand that I'm just stating a fact. So if I'd state a fact and then they reacted badly, I'd then say something horrible after. Because then it makes more sense to them. The reason I've said it is because I'm trying to annoy them. 
Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So I, when I state a fact, I don't know what's going to happen. So it's not like I say to someone, hey, you're really bad at this because I want to be horrible. So even though it sounds weird, when I was younger, I'd say, hey, you're really bad at this. And they'd be like, no, I'm not. Why would you say that? And I'd be like, uh, because you're, I just, their reaction would make me think, wait a minute, they're annoyed by this. I don't understand. They must know they're bad at this because they've seen other people that are good at this. So why do they think they're bad? Why would they think they're not? So then I'd get annoyed with them because I just think, well, you're stupid. Like, how do you not realize um, that you're, why would you even, that's just mental. You've got like a ridiculous ego if you think that you are good at this when you're not. So then I'd be horrible um, because I knew that that makes more sense and that's less confusing for NT people um, if it just, if after the conversation they think, oh, he's just mean. Yeah. Whereas now I just think I'm not going to do it. Okay, because I know that I'm different and I know that you're not the same as me. So I am going to do the thing that I'm going to do and you can react to it however you want. But that is you and this is me. Whereas in the past, I'd tailor it after I've, I'd basically think on like my feet. They'd react. I'd think, well, what's just happened? And then I'd have to tailor what I'm about to do again to make it appear like I'm NT. But inside I'm thinking oh god this is a nightmare i'm gonna have to keep doing this now um and that's because i've always felt like yeah like i'm I'm completely different to them yeah yeah um and it's it's one of those things that like i've seen loads of people on like loads of other social medias that are on the spectrum saying it feels like you're from a different planet yeah um the thing is though is i couldn't understand it like what did you do as to try and like understand why because i feel like I tried to take some time sometimes to think about why I'm so different to them. And you come up with your solution or your reason for why you're different to them. Like, what was your, what was your reasoning? What was your, like, um, theory on why you weren't the same as everybody else? I don't think I really thought about it. I think for me, like, I always had the thing where I thought, like, do they actually enjoy that? Like, especially when I came to uni um, and obviously because prior to uni, I don't think I really I knew I was different to people, but I'd sort of got myself into such a way of life that I didn't have to be around it, that I just didn't really acknowledge that it happened. I didn't have many friends before I came to university, so I, I just sort of kept myself to myself and kept away from people quite a lot. So I don't think I noticed it as much. Like, I, I'd go to school, I'd go to work, I'd come home and be, like, myself. So I, I don't think it really occurred to me to think about it that much in those points of life. I think it was when I came to university and everyone was being really sociable with everyone because, obviously, when you're at university, that's it's kind of what you do. And you go on loads of nights out. And it was only then that I started to think do you actually want to go on this night out? Because I hate nights out. So I went to like a couple and then thought, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. It's a waste of money. I don't enjoy it anyway. But then I'd see people go out every night and I'd think, is that actually something that you want to do? And I think I didn't, I didn't have a theory as to why I was different. I theorized that everyone else was just pretending to want to be sociable and like, there, there was a lot of things that I don't get why people like them or enjoy them. So, like, a, a big one for me that I guess is different to a lot of people is, and, and like, we've discussed it before, I don't like... I, I like TV a bit, but yeah. I don't 
like TV a lot and I get really fed up of TV. So like, I can watch it for like an hour, two hours, but then I'm done. I can't, I can't sit in and watch TV all day. It drives me mad. Like I just don't want the screen on. I don't want to see stuff moving on the screen. Like I would much rather just read a book do a like some sort of puzzle like a Sudoku or Rubik's Cube or just sit in silence. Like that's something that I'm really happy with. I quite enjoy just sitting in silence, like doing nothing, just sort of being, I don't know. It's, it's almost like I just shut my brain off and I'm just there existing. And that to me is fine. But like when the TV's on for a little bit too long, I start getting a bit agitated, a bit like, uh, antsy and needing to get away from it and kind of feeling like trapped um so I think it's it's things like that that really made me feel like I was different but then I just always had my head but no one really likes doing that like they're just pretending and I'm supposed to pretend as well so I I will pretend in front of people and then yeah. Yeah, I get that. Just just come up with excuses. Like, I, I'd pretend, oh, yeah, I'm really excited for this night out. And then just sort of, like, send a text, like, 10 minutes before I'm meant to be there. Oh, I feel so ill. I'm sorry. I can't come. And I just figured that's what everyone did. And any time someone did, um, like, say I was meant to be going to something and they've texted me with a, I'm really ill. I can't come. I'd think, oh, okay, brilliant. I get it. They're real. And then, like, I'd see the next day, I'd I'd see them, and they would be quite visibly ill, and I'd be like, "Oh, what?" Because I just assume that they're doing the same thing that I do. I I never believe that anyone's actually ill or actually got other plans. I no, just think I, I never used to tell people I was ill. I just turn my phone off. Yeah, I mean that's become my my new one. I, that's another thing that I think is kind of different. I hate. I mean, I hate a lot of technology in general. Like, I hate my phone. I don't like texting people. I don't like calling people. I don't like social media. I, it's not something I enjoy. My phone, I have purely for music um, because it's got Spotify on it. And if it wasn't for that, I would have nothing. It's not like it's not a big thing of mine. It's not like a part of my life. I hate seeing people on their phone constantly. I hate when people say, like, I need my phone. How can I live without my phone? I don't understand that at all. It's just not something that in any way appeals to me. Um, like, when I go on, because obviously we've got our Facebook page, and I, I really like looking at the Facebook page. This isn't me saying I hate everything. Like, I like looking at the Facebook page because it's obviously it's people with like similar ideas and it's very interesting so I like that but when I do that I don't do it on my phone I do it on my laptop and I sit down and actually sort of like dedicate an hour or so of my time to reading through everything and replying to people and it's like a set thing but I can't just be the person that like you know wakes up in the morning they're straight on their phone looking at stuff replying to stuff and then like couple of hours later or an hour later doing the same thing again and doing it constantly throughout the day that's just not something that I enjoy doing at all yeah um and it it really confuses me if I'm out with someone and they're just scrolling through their phone like my sister for example is really into social media we would like go out for lunch and she'd be taking a picture of her food putting it on social media and that I just don't get it just I don't know yeah I mean 
that's something that makes me feel different because I don't, I just don't understand it at all. I would think that, uh, I always thought that social media um, was a, a thing that would be positive for those on the spectrum as a way of us talking to each other. But I do feel the same when I see stuff. I, initially, when it first came out, I thought, oh, cool. I wouldn't actually talk to anybody. I'd have to talk to people digitally. I'd just type messages. I'd just do this. I wouldn't have to physically meet them. That sounds way better. But I've realized that a lot of people that use it post their like achievements or the things that they're doing. Uh, if anything, it's it can be worse because you get bombarded with the things that people have said they've done, like, you know, people that have just got married, people that just had kids, people that have gone on holiday, bought a new pair of shoes, you know, gone out for dinner. Yeah. Um, and are posting the dinner they're having with the person they're having it with or have gone to the cinema. It's all stuff and it's constant where I just think like, oh, and they're like, oh, so excited. Or they put things like blessed or stuff like yeah. that. And I just think like, I, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the relevance. I don't see, just go do it. Don't tell me about it. But I do feel like the reason I feel that way is because they're stating, especially with like emojis or, you know, when they put the Facebook literally has is feeling and then you select one. Yeah. Of like the drop down emotions that you're feeling. It's all stuff that I don't get. And it's it's the same for Facebook. It's the thing that I watch people do. And I don't feel the same about it. And sometimes like when social media first started out, and people started doing that. I used to write like really like sarcastic or mean comments on like positive posts. So people would post like something nice. Yeah. And I'd write something like mean on the bottom yeah. of it because of my frustration. And it was it was difficult because when you meet people in person, they only talk about it occasionally and you can kind of control the conversation. And if you don't bring it up, it doesn't end up being a conversation. But with Facebook, it's kind of like people are telling you stuff and you haven't asked them. Yeah. So they're bringing things up that you haven't said. Oh, so what's going on with you? You're just seeing it. They're telling yeah. you what's going on with them, whether you want to know or not. And initially, they'd show how happy they were or they'd show like how positive they were about something. And I'd be annoyed because I'd think, well, I don't feel positively about that. And I've done that. <laughs> uh, so that I'd rely, you know, comments like, so what? Or, uh, you know, like, get over yourself. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, this was like earlier on. This was like when I was in like my. Uh, this is when I was like your age. Uh, like I just got like really not saying anything. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because like you're completely different to the way I was. But I'm talking like it was a while ago. We're talking like 12, 13 years ago when yeah. face when I first got on Facebook. Because I didn't. Yeah, I think I first started like social media when I was like twenty two. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just kind of. It was hard for me to go in there, but then sometimes people would come back to me and just like, "Why have you put that? Why have you?" had to like why have you got to ruin everything and i'd just be like i was only joking yeah like oh it's digital isn't it it's because you can't type sarcastically you know like i didn't mean anything by it like that kind of thing so i'd realized i'd gone wrong uh and at the time when i did it i didn't think anything of it um but yeah i always thought that because i don't like talking to people face to face that much and I don't like talking to people on the phone that much. I thought like a digital version of that would be easier. But because Facebook is basically people, you know, it does carry a lot of emotions, a lot of posts and that kind of thing. And I don't really feel anything towards it. What I do now is different. Now when people post stuff about like new babies or if it's their birthday, I don't wish people have a birthday. I don't comment on anything. I, uh, I just ignore it uh, yeah. because I've realized that I don't need to comment. Initially, when Facebook first went up, I thought 
that people were telling me specifically. Yeah. It took me a while to realize that they're just telling everyone that will see it. And that's just that's just how it is. And it's, it's an alien concept to me because I don't feel the need to tell everybody everything about myself. No. I think a thing for me that I find difficult as well, and I think the reason why our page doesn't bother me is because it's it's our page. So like when people message us to them Asperger's, it doesn't feel like it's to me. It feels like it's to them Asperger's. And also that's like a separate account. So I log into that in my own time and read it then. But a problem I have with like my own stuff is it. I feel like I am too accessible. It almost stresses me it doesn't stresses me out might be a bit strong but I am quite like a solitary person I like to be on my own and when you've got a phone with you it kind of makes you feel like you're not on your own because anyone can reach you at any time so someone could call me and I yeah okay but then they could text me so that's another way then they could send me a message on Facebook or on WhatsApp or on Instagram, and all of that, it's like I'm so accessible, it's like, am I, like, I almost don't feel like I'm alone if I've got a phone near me, because people can get into contact with me, and I mean, what's even worse now is, you could, you can see when I was last on it, and you can see if I'm, if I've read it, so I don't even have the opportunity to read a message, and then digest it and come back in my own time because you can see that I've already read it and there's yeah, like but... this expectation to reply and I don't have like many people that message me and a lot of people that do know that I either won't reply or will take my time so it doesn't bother me that much but I do feel like it's I don't know it's just something that makes me feel a bit different to other people because yeah I mean I I used to convince myself that um, everybody was like me. It's just everybody else was better at pretending that they wanted the stuff. So I used to think that everybody felt the same way. Yeah. So the stuff I didn't like, everybody else didn't like. So when people would show like happiness or excitement or sadness or cry or that kind of thing, I always felt like they were just doing it to show that they were whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just thought they were the same as me. They were just better at acting NT than I was. Yeah. So I just thought everybody did an act. And I think that's, that's for me, that's where the acting comes from that I do. Because I felt like that's what everybody does. And everybody's just really good at it. Um, and I'm just not as good as them. So there was a part of me that thought that nobody really enjoys this. But you've just got to pretend you do. You know, nobody wants to, like, get married. But you know you've got to because you've been with someone a certain, like, unlike specified amount of time so now you've got to marry them and then once you've been married with them for a bit you've got to have children with them because that's what you've got to do but nobody really wants to do it and I think that is an autistic trait in itself is we're not able to think as like put ourselves in somebody else's shoes yeah and see things the way they see things I mean I could be generalizing and there might be people out there that can do this but I can't uh help me again with this which one's that empathy right so empathize a lot of people can do that and no, they just can empathize. And so they pretend. And I think there's like, it's, it's like Facebook. You see stuff on Facebook that people do with it's trending. Do you mean one person does it? Someone goes, I'm gonna do that. And then they do it and then they do it and they do it. It's kind of like when they did like the mannequin challenge or, um, 
trying to think of stupid Facebook. Ice bucket. The ice bucket challenge. People don't want to do it, but somebody did it first. That made somebody else think, I want to do that. And it's like an imitation thing. They find that, like, they want to be like them. So they do it and then they do it and they do it. And it just becomes something else. So I feel like at some point, somebody got married. They were the first person to get married. Somebody else just thought, I might do that. And then it just caught on, you know. (laughs) And then it becomes something that everyone doesn't want to do, but they do it because everybody else does it. And I figured that's how everybody works because that's how I see things. And um, I assume that everybody thinks the same way I do because I'm unable to see things the way other people see things. Um, my, I remember when I was in, when I saw my first therapist, so this was the paid one um, before I was diagnosed. And I used to tell her that I know what other people are thinking. And I used yeah. to tell her all the time that nobody really enjoys this and they just do it because they know they've got to. Nobody wants a job. They just know they need a job. Nobody wants to own a house, but they know they've got to. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody wants children, but you know, you've got to pass on your DNA. <laughs> and she'd just be like, you can't know what everybody wants. And people genuinely like these things. And people do and genuinely enjoy going on holiday. And I just think, yeah, but do they? They don't know, do they? Like, why would you enjoy going on holiday? Why would you enjoy going some other country? You're still yourself. Sitting on front next to a pool. How is laying next to a pool in the sun, <laughs> reading a book different to laying on your sofa, reading a book with the light on? You know, like I just, I didn't feel like there was a real difference. And people just think, well, I've got to do that because everybody goes on holiday once a year. So it's that time of the year again. I better go to Cyprus. You know, I just felt like that's what everybody was like. And she she struggled to convince me that I can't know what other people are thinking. And I don't understand why people do what they do. And I didn't feel like I was different. I just felt that like I was more um, in tune with what's actually going on with me. And I was more aware. I was more self-aware than everybody else about how everything works. And everybody else was just blind to it. (laughs) And they were just going through the motions and doing all this stuff that they didn't need to do. But there's some weird like, um, unconscious thing in their head that's making them do it but they don't realise they've been like uh, hypnotised into doing it or whatever right uh, but I just my the thing that made me different was I was aware of this I was self aware I could see this weird pattern that everybody else was following and they were asleep and didn't realise they were following it they were just going through it and not realising and I used to think that for a long time I didn't think autism I just thought that I had seen the like wheels within wheels of life and everybody else hadn't seen it and they were convincing themselves that the things they were doing were the things they wanted to do and because I knew that that's not how it is I couldn't do them and have an emotional response to them because I felt that I couldn't have an emotional response because I knew it was fake I knew it was just a routine it was just something everybody does when people like oh I'm going holiday again this year I just think but why you went on holiday last year do you really need to go on holiday are you really stressed you know, well, you know what I think about holiday sorry to interrupt but yeah. the, when you said about holiday it made me think what I think makes like my thought process different I suppose is when people go on holiday um they are usually like oh I'm going away for a week to France and then they come back I'm using France as an example uh, but when they come back then they go like oh yeah it was lovely and in my head I always thought so you're going there because you want to see if you like it and then if you like it I guess you want to move there 
like because I think it's to do with the black and white thinking but if someone says they're going away on holiday I just assume they're going because they're going to try it out see if they like it if they like it they're going to move there because that's the way my brain works I think if I go somewhere and I like it then I must just want that forever because I don't like my life being changed to just be changed back like if I'm going to make a big change I want to then be in that change for I mean in theory forever does that make sense it kind of does make sense but I like the level of your autism that you think going on holiday is a massive change to your life but like it's so it's so disruptive and and it like is. it does so much so much permanent damage you might as well just stay there now yes Yes, okay, this is how I feel. You're going to be staying in a different place. You're going to have to do a week of not being in your home comfort. So I think if you're going to do a week, you might as well do the rest of your life. And like, I know that seems a bit extreme, but that's how I thought of it. If ever I I went on holiday, and one time when I was younger, I went um, and stayed in France for, I think it was a month. Um, And by by the third week, I, I was settled. I was like, great, let's just stay here. But then a week later, I had to come home. And that was so, like, disruptive because then I was changing everything back again and having to get resettled. And I just feel feel like a holiday isn't relaxing because there's too much change. But if you're going and you're going to go, yeah, this is nice, I like it, then just move. And I, I I know that seems weird, but that's a thing that I really think stands out to me as being something that's different in the, like theme of what makes you think you're different because that is the way I view holidays I think because I I would like to live somewhere that wasn't England um I kind of want to move abroad so if I was going somewhere to visit I would be going to visit to see if I liked it to see if I could live there (laughs) no I no yeah no it's it's completely different for me um I just thought people did it because it's the thing you do um, you know, like it's there's certain things that you have to do in life because that's how life works, and everybody is okay with just doing it. So I saw going on holiday the same as getting a job. So everybody knows you've got to get a job. Everybody knows you've got to go on holiday, and if you don't do them, it like differs, or it you know I mean like it um it moves away from like the plan. So I I. I always didn't understand why anyone went on holiday because when I went on holiday, I didn't get any enjoyment out of it. It didn't broaden my horizons. I didn't learn anything new from seeing other cultures. I didn't find myself or whatever it is that people do when they go traveling. I didn't have any of that. But I just felt it's one of those things that people have to do because it's one of those things you have to do. Yeah. You know, like I saw going on holiday once a year the same as um, getting a car, the same as getting a job, the same as getting a house, having children, getting married. Do you know what I mean? The same as like having a sports team that you play once a night a week with, going out on a Friday night. They're just things that are universal that everybody does because that's what you do. And I just thought holiday is one of those things that people do because they know they've got to do it. And the people that used to come back from holiday that were like, oh, yeah, like I had such a nice time. I mean, the food was great. The weather was nice. We went on some excursions that were awesome. I just used they used to tell me their holidays. And at the end of it, I just think, you liar. You didn't enjoy any of that. (laughs) You're just telling me because that's the thing that we do. We tell everybody how great it was, because if you came back. 
and you said it was awful, I'd never do that again. I mean, sometimes that happened because people had bad hotels or it rained the whole time. And they were like, awful, absolutely awful. But like, I just thought like, this is just what people do because they know they got to. And you have to come back and tell the lie of it was great to encourage other people to do it because that's how it works. And I always felt there was this big thing that everybody just followed these things and they have to do it. And it was, almost sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory of mine. Um, and I know we watched They Live like last <laughs> night. And obviously there's a similar thing to that movie. But I genuinely thought that everybody was just telling lies to each other because that's what we're supposed to do. I remember studying like sociology in college. And I remember they pointed out like uh, things like capitalism and communism. And um, I'm trying to think of like other, other like ones of that. And I'd be like, that's what this is. This That started to make sense for me when I was doing social, sociology because I started thinking like, that's what this is. This is why people go on holiday and do things and say they like it when they don't. It's because there's these systems in place that make people do stuff. It didn't occur to me that I was autistic and they were NT and that's why it's happening. Yeah. At the time, I was convinced that I was the same as everybody else. It's just there was something different about me that made me see things differently to everybody else. I always thought like I'd be, um, I'd grow up to be like famous or like a philosopher or doing like some like revolutionary like <laughs> leader or something. That's like when this was talking when I was like really young. Like. I mean, this is what we're trying to do, isn't it? But, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah that's secretly the podcast. That's what it is. I'm building a secret army through like subliminal podcasting. I mean, subliminal episodes of a podcast. But um, yeah, I, I I used to just think that. I used to just think that I um, that I was meant for something bigger because of the way I thought and the way I was different. And I'd read about these people that they were the same, that they had these thoughts and they were different and they did it. And that's what it was. It, it took, and there was loads of different, and it was all because I'm different. It's all because I knew I was different and I felt that I was different. And uh, I just couldn't figure out what it was and why, but I felt there was a purpose to it. And I just couldn't work out what it was. I thought something would happen and I thought that I was seeing like the bigger picture uh, and everybody else just couldn't see it. It wasn't until like I got a lot older that I just felt that eventually I just started thinking that I was emotionally like uh, crippled in some way and that my emotions just had never developed properly. You know, like once I moved past the I'm going to be like the new Che Guevara or something, I uh, <laughs> thought like eventually that I uh, maybe I just just was emotionally stunted in some way I'd... and that maybe the way I was something happened like that's just suppressed my emotions, which is how I ended up in therapy. And then when they said it's autism and it's Asperger's, I just kind of think that's what it is. And I've never thought about the other stuff, the other reasons, the other rational like explanations I tried to give myself. I mean, obviously being like a new like revolutionary leader is not that rational, but <laughs> like by that point, I was so desperately trying to figure out why I was so different to everybody else that I was proper going on some like crazy theories at one point as to why I was so different to everybody else. But once it had a name, once I looked it up, once everything fit into place, everything was like, oh, that's what it is. That's why. And now when I see people do stuff and go on holiday and enjoy stuff, I do think maybe I do think like, yeah, I think they are enjoying it. I think they did have a good time. I do think they liked that place and would visit it again because I had a good time. But then at the same time, I'm also like, but it's not for me. And I know why it's not for me. 
Yeah, I think a a big thing for for me was the I think the biggest thing that made me feel different was the emotional responses to things like the things I'd see people get upset over and I just would have no real feeling towards like you said with you know like sometimes you'd see people just be really upset over something and I just think why like that seems like such a is something that you can't change and it's it's just irrelevant really um and then obviously like the things that would make me happy are a lot different to things that make other people happy uh so i guess that was like if someone had said break time is cancelled today and we're just gonna do like a maths lesson instead that would oh what a day that would be for me (laughs) but i can see like that wouldn't make other people happy so i think I think that's the biggest standout that makes me feel like the biggest thing that really said to me I was maybe different. Um, And yeah, now that I have the diagnosis, I guess I understand that, yeah, other people probably do enjoy things um, that I initially thought they didn't. Um, And I think it has helped with the... Because I didn't think Asperger's at all before diagnosis I think had I have thought that when I was younger I might have I guess dealt with things differently but I think because the whole time I had no idea that it was me that was different and I just thought everyone else was in this conspiracy to cover up um I think that is probably the reason why I behaved in certain ways so I think the does that make sense the feeling different yeah um i it's almost like i didn't actually feel like i was different i just felt like everyone else was hiding their truth i sort of thought we were all the same but they're just hiding it and i was like i think the reason i thought they were because i was too like there would be things that it's almost like something would happen and I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I'd see people look like with worried expressions and start sort of like going in for a hug. And then I'd think, oh, right, okay, I'm meant to cry now. Cry. <laughs> and uh, like, I think because I was doing that and playing up to what I thought people should be doing, that's why I assumed everyone else was. Because, yeah, I was I was straight in there too, pretending. Like, people would be like, oh, come for a sleepover. And I'd be like, yeah, that sounds so much fun. I can't wait for this sleepover. Oh, it's such a shame that I'm ill. Mm, that's weird. Considering I'm, like, the uh, the better masker out of the two of us, I can't fake emotions. Um, I just can't do it. Like, when I used to do sleepovers and everyone was, like, be more excited or everyone was excited, I, uh, I couldn't do it. I can fake behaviours and I can fake, like... Um, appearance and the way I talk and all that stuff but when it comes to faking emotions I just can't do it it's like making yourself cry or making yourself like fake excited or fake happy or that kind of thing I can't in oh, fact I, can. I find it really irritating if people try and force me into doing it you know like when people say like smile it might not happen or um, they get really excited so they're like come on cheer up and that kind of thing it makes me want to like be like just just go away get yeah. get away from me I can't fake emotions of any kind. I just can't do it. And it's not that I've tried and failed. I just won't do it. I find it really annoying. I don't mind not showing it. The thing that annoys me is when people notice that I'm not doing it. Um, You know, like they tell you something really happy 
and I didn't react in a happy way, then they'd go, did you hear what I just said? And I'd be like, yeah, I heard you. And it's like, so? What do you reckon? And I'd be like, yeah, great. <laughs> and they yeah. just really like... So I, I, this is the one thing I've never been able to do. I can't fake emotions. And the thought of people making me fake emotions uh, gets me really agitated. I get really like angry really quickly if someone tries to make me do an emotion that I just, I'm not feeling. Uh, it's one of those things that I just can't. But behaviours are fine. I can behave in a certain way, but I just can't fake a reaction to something i just can't do it I, it's it's something i've just it doesn't matter how much i realize that it's making me stand out and how much i'm realizing at this point my masking is not working and people are starting to notice because they're talking to me about it and they're saying like you should do this or you should feel this um i can't do it and it's it's one of those things like dancing at like a party or something i won't do it um and i hate people that try and make me get up and dance you know when people try and grab you by the arm and pull you out of a chair like I find it hard to not push them over and yeah. be like get off me um and that's just it's one of the things I've never been able to do so like it's it's interesting that you can do that because it's it's the one thing about pretending to be NT that I will I've never attempted and I just outright refuse to do is I will not I'm not showing emotional response oh, to something. I'm, I'm great faking emotions. Yeah. I can make myself cry on cue. No, no, I, I won't do it. I won't. Yeah, I I'll... think I learned how to do it when I was younger because I can I can easily make myself cry and like like properly cry without feeling anything. Like I can just go, oh, I'm supposed to be sad right now, so I'll just give me a second and then like I'll, I'll have tears coming out my eyes. Yeah, I'm fine with that. No, yeah, I, uh, I just can't do it just can't do it it's uh it's it's just one of those things i just i won't i won't fake emotions um i find it really really uh, and I, I hate it almost when a situation has come about and there's a big group of you and they're all reacting the same way except me you know like a good thing has happened and everybody's like cheering and jumping about and happy and i'm just stood normally same expression as everybody else just like well, as I was, like not showing anything, not showing sadness, not showing happiness, just stood there. I'm kind of just waiting for everybody to get over it and go back to normal. I am um, no, I'm quite good at I'm quite good at that. That's something that I can I can definitely do. I can do the whole faking emotion. I can fake NT, like I don't do it very often, so I think that's where we're different. You do it all the time. I don't really do it very much because it's not needed. But like if I go to somewhere that requires it. I can do the whole fitting in. Like, I, I can be sociable if I have to. I don't enjoy it, and it takes a lot of energy out of me, but I'll do it. Like, I, I can. I can just talk to people if I if I really fo force myself into it. And like I say, I don't enjoy it, and it, it takes a lot out of me, but I can do it. And I can do the whole, like, happy when they're happy. I can pretend to be excited. I can pretend to be sad or outraged. I can, I, you know, I've got the full spectrum going on. I can do it if I need to. No, no, genuinely, if I'm not feeling it, then I'm not showing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> How interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> that was a such a seamless segue there that nobody would have realised that you were... Uh, you just did that. I that was that was really professionally done. Thank you. The yeah. end of that conversation totally uh, totally Thank moved you into so the. Much. We're gonna put a picture up every day this week oh, because we've been okay. You've said it on here now. Yeah, no. I know you said it before we did the episode, but I've been saying at the end of every episode. 
I will use Instagram. I will put stuff on Instagram. And I know we've got like two pictures on there. And I know it exists. It's just, I have, do you know what? Like the issue with it is, I've got my own Instagram on the app on my phone. And I tried loading pictures on Instagram from the laptop and you just can't do it. So then you need to put Instagram on your phone using the Them Asperger's account. But I can't have both. I can't have my own Instagram and Them Asperger's. It doesn't let you have two accounts. It's weird. Twitter, no problem. You can have two accounts at once. and Yeah, just... Facebook you can. But for some reason, Instagram, I could be wrong. And there could be a way of doing it. But I swear I've done ends of episodes going, yes, we do have an Instagram. We will post stuff on there. Uh, and then we never do. And now you've said we're posting a picture every day. So uh, Every day this week. I feel like you've made yourself president of the Instagram account. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because <laughs> uh, we totally should. And I know that we always say it. So every day this week, I personally hold myself accountable right. to posting a picture every day. Just of our lives, it won't be very exciting. And it's difficult because we actually, like, never, ever take pictures, ever. Uh, we've got some. We've got some. We've got, like, the ones we put on Facebook of the wedding, which are the only pictures we've ever yeah. taken of ourselves, yeah. ever. Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be pictures of us. It could just be pictures of parts of our... Whatever. Anyway, so on Instagram... Parts of our what? Body? No. Here's my uh, hand. I wasn't going to say parts of our body. <laughs> it's weird that you went straight to that. I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of. Like, here's Nikki's hand. Yeah, right. Here's so, Nikki's nose. Yeah. So we're going to... Uh, <laughs> we're going to use it. So if you want to find them Asperger's on Instagram, we're there. Uh, like I say, the pictures on there are a bit sparse at the moment but uh you heard scarlet she is gonna make sure there's loads of pictures on there oh yeah just you wait yeah uh we're also on facebook obviously them asperger's on facebook there is a private group if you want in uh just ask a request uh somebody actually messaged me before they applied this week so someone like did a request to join the group but they sent me a message first saying, giving you the heads up, I'm not a bot. I love that. Thank you so much. And then I got their request. Uh, that did help. You don't have to do that. It's just if you do apply, I mean apply, why do I keep saying apply like it's a job? If you do request to join the group uh, and I do reject you, it's because uh, I'm not saying your account looks dodgy. It's just if you have only been on Facebook since like last month and you have no friends and one picture, it makes me think, wait a minute, this is a bit weird. And there are people. It's just because we've had so many bots that have managed to like slip their way in and then they put these things on the group that are nothing to do with the group. And then we're like, ah, we've let a bot in. And sometimes Uh... like I don't check the group for a few days. So then it sits there for ages and everyone can see it. And I don't want people that are in the group that aren't bots looking at it thinking this post. They're, they're not policing this at all. Like, look at it. It's been up there for three days now. And then I find it and I'm like, oh my God, this has been here since Monday. How embarrassing. So I have to like get in there and clear it out. Um, so yeah, if you notice anything that you think somebody might be a bot, uh, like have people, some people have let me know and that kind of thing. Because sometimes stuff just happens that I don't realise. But equally, if you apply and I reject you, just send a private message saying I'm not. And if you just do that, then that's enough for me. Like, bots can't do that yet, can they? No. No, so we're good. Um, We are on Twitter as well, but the Twitter, once again, it's kind of just a clone of um, the Facebook page. It is there. It's just, I'm not sure what to do about Twitter. Yeah. Well, Uh, I think we use, Facebook's the main one, but we're going to kick the Instagram off as being a bit different to the Facebook. So there's like a... A difference in them. The Instagram's going to have more like pictures of our, I guess, like life. It 
we'll just we're, there's going to be some exclusive content yeah, on Instagram nose and stuff like that yeah like uh, ex- exclusivity on the Instagram just to you know we've decided why not let's kick that off and be you uh, know professional yeah. podcasters professional yeah very, yeah, very professional. professional um there was no video last week sorry about that did keep meaning to do one and it just didn't happen because uh, I, I guess Scarlett's you, you said it's my fault didn't you this time you kept telling me you were ready and then I wouldn't do so one like, I'm not very video ready most of the time <laughs> like I, I never am you know up to speed with how I look so like if I give you opportunities of like now I'm okay to do a video and then and then you were like oh no not now and then I held that against you for the rest of the week you when did, you were like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is... I'm ready to do a video now. And I was like, I gave you a chance. Yeah. So yeah, sorry for no video <laughs> last week. Uh, there will be one this week. But yeah, we'll do it before the podcast episode comes out. Hopefully, we'll be ready. Hopefully. We'll do it later. Yeah. 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 Uh, and also we've got an email that never gets any emails. Uh, I'm not saying like, so please send some, but it is there for those of you that are listening to this that aren't on social media. But you want to request a episode uh, suggestion, or you want to talk to us about something or anything like that? It's themaspergers at gmail dot com. Um, also, same if you want a private message on Facebook. If you got something you want to talk about, just to us, and you don't want to post it on the wall of the group. If you want to suggest something, anything you want, just send it. We're not the fastest at replying, but uh, you will get something inside a week. At least, at least. Sometimes I'm straight away. Uh, sometimes I, sometimes I don't know what to say, so it takes me a couple of days to reply because I'm terrible for just giving like thanks and then that's it. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, next week's topic, uh, I have one in mind, um, but it's hard to explain what it is in this thing. So. It is a bit tricksy. We're going to have to really think about how to discuss yeah. this. So yeah, next week yeah, I do have a topic. Um, and then yeah, that is it. Unless there's anything else you want to add. No, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And like the growing support really. Like it's really grown in the last few spaces of time so thank you very much everybody and like all new listeners and everything feel free to like share with anyone if you want to that would be great oh yeah and write reviews uh if you want to review us that'd be awesome um also yeah if you want to tell anybody else about this that would also be appreciated yeah we would appreciate that a lot thank you so much for listening everybody sorry for how long we've gone on now i'm sorry thank you bye